0: Welcome to this new episode of Helping with New Understanding of Substance Use, Helping and Motivating a Person with an Addiction. I am Brittany. I am your host of this podcast. I am a Behavioral Health Coach and a Family Recovery Coach. In today's episode, what we will be talking about is how to set boundaries with a person with an addiction. I'm excited to host this episode for you and explain share some of my experiences in this. But before we get started, I first really want to take a moment to thank each of my listeners, to thank each of you who have taken the time to to listen to this. It means a lot to me that you are taking the time to listen, and I really hope that you gain some valuable information out of this to help yourself and to help a person who may have a substance use disorder. And... I want to really thank you as well for all of the support you've provided to this podcast as well. This is a listener-supported podcast, and it means so much to me that you have provided support in this podcast. So, I would like to go ahead and um, get going into this and um, setting boundaries. So, I know that setting boundaries is something that is really difficult for a lot of people. And I'm going to share a few things that I have learned about boundaries over the years. And before we get started, just kind of take a moment to bring yourself to the present moment. By putting some focus on your breath. Breathing. Taking one deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. Take a deep breath in a deep breath out. What we're doing here is we're grounding ourselves into the present, into the moment. And why we're doing that is because if you're listening to this, then you are most likely supporting or loving a person who has a substance use disorder. And that is something that's very stressful and can be very overwhelming. And so I want to take some time for you to put some of that focus on yourself in this moment because that is what you deserve. Is to put some focus on you and to take care of you you're important and you're an, a valuable person all right so breathe out take that moment to relax and then we'll get into it so this as i said before this podcast is about setting boundaries and setting limits and knowing your limits i would like to start off with a quote and it's a quote from um, Letting Go uh, by Melody Beadle. And it says, Having and setting healthy limits is connection to all phases of recovery, growing in self-esteem, dealing with feelings, and learning to really love and value ourselves. Boundaries emerge from deep within. They are connected to letting go of guilt and shame and to changing our beliefs about what we deserve as our thinking, And this becomes clear and as this becomes clearer so will our boundaries that is a really powerful quote i think it kind of sums up everything that we're going to be going into here today in this podcast about boundaries because as i will tell you that's what boundaries are about they're about valuing ourselves loving ourselves Dealing with our feelings, connecting with ourselves, and growing in our self-esteem. Because you have to have that love, that self-esteem, and that value for yourself to be able to really set clear expectations and boundaries to protect yourself and to value yourself above all else. So, boundaries are also connected to a higher timing than our own. We will set a limit when we're ready and not a moment before. So will others. There's something magical about reaching that point of becoming ready to set a limit. We know we mean what we say. Others take us seriously too. Things change. Not because we're controlling others, but because we've changed. The language of letting go. That, for me means that it took a little bit of a time for me to recognize really what that meant for myself and I think the part about things change not because we're controlling others but things change because we've changed is really what kind of set acknowledging boundaries apart for me because this if you want to set a limit you want to set a boundary if you want to know your limits you have to be able to change Um, and not because we're trying to control another person but because we're trying to protect ourselves so first we need to be able to first know our own values in setting boundaries values are things such as family comfort and safety we also need to be able to value respect, value ourselves and respect ourselves in order to set boundaries. If you find it difficult in knowing what boundary is or how to identify one, it, it may be because you don't know your own value and you don't know your own self-worth. And if you're at that point, if you're at that point in this process, that's okay. Because it took me a while to get to that point in that process and I'm still in that point in that process. Um, I recently had to set a personal boundary for myself where my value is in my personal safety and security and finances, and I was feeling really vulnerable in our finances. Um, I share a joint account with my partner, and I had to find a way to be able to use kindness, love, compassion, but still respect and value myself and live with my values to state that spending $400 a month on alcohol is, does not make me feel secure. I do not feel safe. And what I need to do is I need to split up our account. And that right there is a boundary because it protects me and it's part of my safety and part of my security. So we first need to know our values in order to set a boundary take some time to maybe write out what your values are and try to start aligning those to who you are. I personally had a hard time knowing what boundaries were because I did not have a very well established sense of my own self worth and it it is what allowed my boundaries to be crossed all of the time. I also did not have a very good example of what boundaries were, nor Did I know it was even possible for me to express my needs and wants? And I personally held a lot of guilt when it came to placing boundaries. I didn't have a very good self, good example of boundaries in growing up. So, in placing boundaries, it's also important to know your emotions. As well because emotions communicate with you on how to set boundaries so for an example if you're feeling sad upset or angry it may be because your personal boundaries was violated you're that's communicating if you're feeling violated it's communicating that you need to take protective action for yourself which that's what a boundary is is protective action for yourself and so this is also why it's important to know your own self-worth because of those emotions those emotions they're okay and they're a part of you and you need to love yourself enough to allow yourself to listen to those emotions that you have without judgment boundaries they are for you and they're to protect you they're not there to control someone else boundaries are a form of protection for yourself they keep you mentally, emotionally, and physically safe. Boundaries, imagine them like a fence. It's a fence that provides you with safety and security, but allows people to still come in. You don't want to build a wall with boundaries to keep people out. You want to build bridges with people and fences. You want to build, build bridges and fences. So, In this, it's important to know what you can control when setting boundaries. Remember we said that they're not there to control someone else. Boundaries are a form of protection for yourself. So that's why it's important to know what you can control. And what you can control is yourself. You can control your words, your actions, and how you respond with your emotions. You control your body, you're in control of your body. You can control when you walk away from a situation. You have the control to say no. If you feel unsafe, if you feel comfortable in a situation, you have the control to say no. You can say no. I hear a lot of the times people t- say to me, well, it's not that easy to say no. Well, it's not that easy to say no because you don't value yourself you don't love yourself you don't have enough respect for yourself there may be some guilt uh, there that is aligning there you always have the power to say no if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling anxious if you're feeling taken advantage of if you do not want to say yes to a situation listen to yourself protect yourself, value yourself and state no not right now I don't feel comfortable with what you're asking me. Um, And then come back to it. It's okay, just say no. Boundaries, they keep you safe. They are about personal safety. And when it comes to boundaries, it's also about communication. You will need to know when to communicate your boundaries effectively. Some boundaries don't need to be communicated, but most, especially in the case of having a loved one who has a substance use disorder, it is paramount that you communicate them in an effective manner, in a direct manner that shows your uh, feelings. And I'll go more into detail with how to do that as we go on. Uh, what I would like to do right now is I would like to share some experiences, some personal experiences with me in setting boundaries and how I have set some personal boundaries. So with my boundaries and how it has been difficult for me over the years to establish boundaries for myself, I feel that I did not have that a particularly good boundaries because it was not something that was shown to me growing up. Kind of how I mentioned a little bit earlier, Uh, I grew up in a home where both my parents had substance use. Uh, My mom used um, different forms of variety of pills and medications. Um, I was not able to observe healthy boundaries in growing up as a kid. And if I'm being honest, I don't even know if I knew what boundaries were until I started my own process of recovery or my own recovery program and learning how to set boundaries. I also feel like I didn't have a particularly good self-worth and that also allowed my boundaries to be crossed. I allowed myself to be mistreated because I was unaware that I was a valuable person. I allowed myself to be used, mistreated, and abused without knowing that it was possible to stand up for myself and say no. I value myself and I'm important. I discovered that boundaries were about my personal values and they reflected what I thought about myself. In having poor boundaries, I did not respect myself. I discovered in my recovery that I do have value. And that means that I had the ability to express my voice in a way that allowed me to protect myself instead of harming myself and other people. My poor boundaries, they manifested in a way that became harmful to me and they became harmful to other people. I did not realize when I felt anger, that meant that a boundary was being crossed. In the moment, all I knew was I was angry at another person. And I, when I felt anger, I would scream. I would call my loved one names. I would attempt to control the situation and I would attempt to fix the situation. As we talked about, as I learned, you, I can't control another person, but that's what I was attempting to do. I was attempting to alleviate my own fears, to alleviate my own anxieties with control, or by trying to fix the person or fix the situation, instead of taking control of myself and taking control of my personal boundaries. When my loved one drank, it would trigger me with so much rage, and I became so overwhelmed with emotions. I did not like his drinking because it would mean that I could not sleep in my own bed at night. He would get so drunk at night, he would pass out in the middle of the bed, snoring so loud. And I would get angry, and I w- it would hurt. And I would yell at him. That's not part of my values. He, that one against my values right there, yelling. And while he was passed out drunk, he would start sometimes even wake up and start yelling back. At me (coughs) and call me names and i would call him names too it became very verbally abusive got angry i got angry with his drinking because he would make messes all over the place and not clean them up i got angry because he would vomit all over the floor i would get angry because when he drank things in the house would break such as our toilet I would get angry at the broken promises of him saying he would quit. I felt angry because I felt alone and isolated because of the drinking. The list could, honestly it could go on about my anger and how I would get angry. I then started to feel resentment towards my partner and frustrated at his lack of ability to control his drinking. Or what I viewed as a lack of ability to control his drinking. I felt so out of control of the situation. Going back to that control. Feeling out of control of the situation. Bernie Brown has a really good quote that I like that I'd like to share here about feelings and about resentments. And control, within boundaries. So she says, um, resentment is the feeling of frustration, judgment, anger, better than, and or hidden envy, related to the perceived unfairness or injustice. It is an emotion that we often experience when we fail to set boundaries. Or to ask for what we need. Or when expectation let us down because they were based on things we can't control. Like what other people think, what they feel, or how they're going to react. That was a powerful quote for me. We can't control other people. We can't control what other people are going to think how they're going to feel or how they're going to react. And whenever we have unrealistic expectations of another person, we can become angry. We can become bitter. And those frustrations would turn into resentment. What I learned is that I have rights in my relationship. and I have the right to respect myself as well. I do not have to accept unacceptable behaviors from my loved one. I have the right to make decisions based on my emotions. I have the right to feel safe in my own home. I have the right to be free of emotional and verbal abuse. In these rights, I have responsibilities for taking care of myself and protecting myself so I don't have to feel the effects of loving somebody with an addiction. What I can do is I can set healthy boundaries. I learned in my process of recovery how to communicate in a way that was positive and assertive so that I can express my boundaries in a way that was healthy. I started off communicating my boundaries to my loved one when he was sober and actively listening. I went to him and I stated, I'm tired of living in a relationship that is verbally and emotionally abusive. I'm tired of you calling me names and I'm tired of calling you names as well. I stated how it really went against my values to treat someone like this and stated I was gonna be starting a recovery process so that I could move away from these behaviors. He stated he understood now he was tired of it of, of as well. He was tired of being somebody who was verbally abusive as well. <clears throat> and this, we both agreed to change our behaviors. I also stated he had a year to start a recovery process himself. And if that year he had not had to start recovery, I would be leaving. I also stated that if I felt unsafe in any way, I would be leaving as well. Coming to this point took years because, as I had said, I did not have value for myself, nor did I have any self-worth. I also felt like I was stuck. I now know that I'm valuable person. I have choices. I love the person I'm with, and I'm willing to love a, a person with a substance use disorder, as long as he's really to seek recovery. Otherwise, I know that in the long run, it will not be the best for me to continue. I also set a boundary for at night when he is drinking, I will be locking the bedroom door so that I can sleep. There are several other boundaries that I put in the place to protect my mental health and well-being. My loved one also set healthy boundaries for himself as well. We communicated that we both have rights in our relationship. He has the right to be free of nagging and controlling behaviors. I worked on stating when you do a behavior, I feel my reaction. And I will be asking you to stop or change the behavior. If the boundary was violated, then I would make it known. And I would be removing myself from the situation and not interacting. In saying that, it's different setting boundaries with my sister and my mother and my father. I support and love every person in my life who has a substance use disorder, but I cannot support and love them in a way that enables them to continue their behaviors or enables them to hurt me. I also must support and love them in a way that will not drain me mentally. With my mom, I must set a boundary of time. I'm with her because she is, can be mentally draining, and she can put a lot of guilt on people. I used to not recognize this, and I overexerted myself when trying to do everything under the sun for her. I realized my mental exhaustion was communicated. I need to set a boundary. When my sister was in her active addiction to meth and heroin. I had to make sure I did not loan her money. I did not loan her my car because she worked it twice while she was high. I have not removed myself from my loved ones, but I've set limits and guidelines on how to interact with them so that I can protect my own mental health. I would always tell my sister how much I love her and support her. And I will let her know when she is ready for recovery. I'm here for her. I provided her with recovery tools Without any expectations. As I went and learned more about some of boundaries, I learned that boundaries are a form of self-care. And it's important that you recognize the need for boundaries and implement them, especially with someone with an addiction. It's going to be hard at first implementing boundaries and your loved one is going to push back and test every boundary you put in place. It's important to be firm with your boundaries and follow through with them. It's going to be hard and most likely because of with, with those with addictions don't have boundaries themselves or don't know what boundaries are. Boundaries are normal though and they are part of every healthy relationship. And it's just going to look a little different when you love somebody with an addiction. It's not easy loving somebody with an addiction but you're not alone. Reach out for support and start your own recovery journey as well. I used to always feel so alone in this battle, but now I know I'm not, and I know there's a whole community of people who support and care for me the same as I do them. So what I would like to take some time here to do is i like to set out a general outline of how to kind of set a boundary, and I outlined it a little bit before. So, it's there, it says, inform request. And if, and if you're willing to, change your behavior. So what you would do in first is you would inform. When you do a behavior, I feel your feelings. So this is why it's important that we talked about earlier that you recognize your feelings and you recognize your emotions because this is what's communicating here. This is where you're going to use your emotions or knowing your emotions here is in setting this a boundary. You're going to inform your feeling. When you do a behavior, I feel. Can I ask you to stop or change this behavior? If you're unwilling to change your behavior, I will need to take protective action. Protective action is boundary. Protective action is Um, Something else that you can do Like removing yourself (coughs) When your loved one Is actively engaged in addiction They're disagreeable And unpleasant to be around And And your response may be To waver between anger And despair So in this example, so for example, say they're passed out. <clears throat> Inform. When you drink, you become disagreeable and unpleasant to be around. Sometimes you you pass out. I feel angry when this happens. And sometimes I'm just really sad. Can I ask you to not drink in the evening? That's your request. You can ask that. That's fine. You can request it. They may not comply with it, but you can request it. If you're unwilling to not drink in the evening while I'm around, then I'll be leaving for the night. That's the protective action that you're taking. If you're unwilling to not drink in the evening, I will not. I will be leaving this situation for the night. You can ask them to leave too, but keep in mind you can't control another person. This is about how you feel and your safety. be specific here it's okay to ask your loved one to not drink but you need to be specific and not expect them to not ever drink around you if you need that boundary it needs to be clear and needs to be realistic and I say realistic because you want to set boundaries that you are actually in the moment willing to follow through with if you're unwilling to have them leave then you need to think of something you are comfortable with and follow through This here is a personal example of my own boundaries. When my loved one drinks at night, he can become verbally and emotionally abusive as we talked about. So when this happens, I feel sad, angry, frustrated. I feel uncomfortable when he has more than two beers of 14% alcohol. I don't ask him to not drink in this. What I do ask is if he gets more than two beers that he will sleep on the couch. And if he does not comply, I'll have to sleep on the couch or go to another safe place. Because remember, I can't control him. We can't control somebody. So inform, when you drink more than two beers, I feel uncomfortable in the bed with you at night. Request, can I ask you to sleep on the couch? when you drink more than two beers. If you're unwilling to drink on the couch, then I will be leaving the house. At this point, I know I would not be able to ask or force him to leave the house if he does not comply. So I normally end up on the couch. Most of the time, though, he respects me and does sleep on the couch. And I also walk the bedroom the door. So in this, it isn't about So in this, it's about your personal safety and comfort. And when it comes down to your boundaries, do what is best for you. Boundaries are protection. They're a fence. And it has a little door that you can let yourself in and let yourself out. And let other people in. They're not a wall. You don't want to build walls with your boundaries. You want to let people in, so, but you want to protect yourself. You want to know your values, you want to know your self-worth, and you want to know your emotions and all of this. So, in saying that, it is difficult in learning how to first set boundaries. But if you just start small, start recognizing your emotions, start recognizing your value and your self-worth, knowing that it's okay to say no, know it's okay to protect yourself, and and know that you are valuable and you're worth it and you're worth protecting. Um, that is the end of this episode. We I will try to do more episodes of boundaries because you can't really get everything about boundaries in one episode. Um, there's a lot more, just more stuff to boundaries. Um, so we can continue as we go. And I hope this just a little bit of introduction on boundaries will help you to start kind of getting the the swing of things. And getting and establishing and starting some boundaries. I'll be starting a workshop here hopefully soon. Boundaries and setting boundaries. And um, we'll kind of go through there. So once again, I want to thank you for listening to my podcast. And for supporting my podcast. I also do coaching as well. I'm a family recovery coach. And I help those and family members who have substance use disorder. I help them to invite change in their loved ones. So that they can reduce their substance use. I use the invitation to change approach and craft and helping people. Until then. Thank you again for listening to this episode of my podcast. And I will put in the links of how to kind of. Uh, reach out and get some more support from there. You take care of yourself and you have a wonderful rest of your evening or day. Bye for now.